DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available, including your toilet. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all of the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's right, use code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Will we see this happen again in the playoffs? Old Man Rivers propelling his body forward faster than his prostate can hurl seeds straight to the egg. God, I hope so. Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. My biggest strength is actually a weakness, Perna. My beard. It it literally makes me stronger, but every day I carry it is a day less that I will live. The playoffs are here, and I'm ready to reveal how all of the best teams in the league suck just a little bit, and why each could feasibly choke in the playoffs. No team, aside from the Bills, is perfect, so let's discuss every wildcard team's biggest vulnerability. That's good spot. That's good spot. Damn it, my intro's broken. Washington football team's biggest weakness. Well, it's not the strip clubs anymore, so good job there. If Doug Peterson is the Washington football team's biggest strength, what are their flaws? I think in second place is actually quarterback Alex Smith, who even at his best was considered just a great game manager. And he doesn't really look like his former self. I love his comeback story, but his return has been so heroic, we are overlooking his flaws as a QB. Mainly his judgment, agreeing to risk his life to help a team with no name. (laughs) Smith finished the season with more picks than touchdowns, but has game managed just enough behind a legitimately great defense to have gone 5-1. The weakness, though, is his wide receiving weapons outside of Terry McLaurin. I mean, they have two receivers named Sims, and I'm not even sure they're different people. Cam and Steven Sims? 
seems fishy. Sims have just combined for two touchdowns as Washington's third and fourth leading receivers. Tight end Logan Thomas has been great, but in the postseason, you really need multiple dynamic receiving threats because good defenses will take McLaurin out of the game and force others to step up. The Tennessee Titans. Well, their weakness is not running the football. Tennessee has become the first franchise to produce two 2,000-yard rushers in team history. Derrick Henry, of course, joined the elite 2,000-yard rushing club as the eighth member. Ryan Tannehill has been great. A.J. Brown's been dominant with Corey Davis coming through on the other side, but the Titans have a slight, slight blemish. Their entire defense. It might be the worst defense in the postseason, with all due respect, Seattle. 27.4 points per game, which is bottom 10 in the league. Their pass rush is terrible. Just 19 sacks this season, third worst. Fourth worst passing D in yards allowed, and with a Sunday game against the Ravens, they face the one team who might be able to run the ball as well as them and win without even needing to pass. Now their only hope to slow down the Ravens' offense is to clog all of the toilets pregame. Do not allow Lamar Jackson to shit and he will not shit on your defense. Cleveland Browns. The Browns' biggest weakness might actually be the Cleveland curse. The week of the playoffs, they learn head coach Kevin Stefanski and Joel Batonio have COVID. So yeah, not having your head coach and best offensive lineman might be a weakness. And poor Batonio, the longest tenured Brown, finally gets to the postseason and he can't even play. Also, their defense gives up too many points per game, even with all of their coaches available. 26.2, second only to the Titans, but unlike Tennessee, whose entire defense sucks, Cleveland's issue is a porous secondary. Cleveland desperately needs Denzel Ward back on the field for Sunday night's game. Terrence Mitchell was exposed as he made Mason Rudolph look decent last week. God. Even with Ward, Cleveland has been too easy to pass on all year. COVID especially is passing through them with ease. It's a horrible matchup against the Steelers who refuse to do anything but pass. The Seattle Seahawks. It has been and still is their passing defense. They give up a second worst 285 passing yards per game. But the real problem for Seattle is their offense has been pedestrian in the second half of the season. If you take away the Jets game, Russell Wilson hasn't thrown more than two touchdowns in an outing since November 4th. Chris Carson hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game all season. I know they run by committee, but he had six 100-yard games in 2019, and Russ hasn't had a 300-yard passing game since playing the Bills on November 18th. If Wilson doesn't resume his four to five touchdown performances from September and October, they will get torched as soon as they play a good offense in the postseason, which could be in round two against the stupid Bucks. Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this one's pretty easy, quarterback. No offense to John Wolford, who won my bench warmer brew player of the week in the best and worst episode on Monday, but as fun as it is to hype him for the regular season finale against a Cardinals team that continues to underperform, he did not do enough through the air to make me think he can beat Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Wolford did finally update his LinkedIn to show that he's an NFL quarterback. Maybe that's how teams will start scouting in the future. 
Let's see here, Mr. Wilford, uh, you QB'd the Rams, and we have 18 shared connections. 12 of which neither of us actually know. You're hired. Even if Jared Goff does play, that changes nothing for me. I didn't trust Goff with a good thumb. And now I'm supposed to believe he's playoff ready with a surgically repaired digit? At least Wolford added a rushing wrinkle to the Rams offense at QB. It just seems like it will be too easy for Seattle to beat Goff this weekend. Ironic because it's much harder for Jared to beat Goff. Now with that busted thumb. Buffalo Bills. I see absolutely no weaknesses. Maybe the chip on their shoulder getting too heavy. Maybe Josh Allen having too many weapons on offense. Maybe Cole Beasley's hair being too flowing like the freestyles that come out of his mouth. Maybe Josh Allen not performing enough hurdles this season. Since I don't actually want to curse the Bills, I will say the run game and a bit of a soft run defense. I like Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, and they are good enough to get the job done in the postseason, but if the Bills get into a must-run type game scenario, it could be costly. Their pass rush is average, but again, not a liability. Wait, no, 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 I know what their weakness is. It's their Hail Mary defense. It is the worst in the league, which could be bad news against Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Chicago Bears. The good news, for Chicago, it is not kicker Cody Parkey. Just another thing for the Browns to worry about, though. The bad news is, it is 100% Mitchell Trubisky. The good, again, news is he might also be a strength. Did he look like the Trubisky of old against the Packers in a key game week 17? He did. That is worrisome, because since returning, that was the only good team Trubisky has really faced. Green Bay contained David Montgomery, and Mitch became ineffective. If Chicago can't get the run game going, they are dead. Who do they play this week? The Saints, the fourth toughest team to run the ball against in the league. So sorry, Chicago, I think you are one and done. I think this has the potential to be possibly the most lopsided game of the weekend as well. The Indianapolis Colts. The thing that helped get Indy into the postseason is the thing that might kill them. Philip Rivers. Rivers does so many things well, from getting rid of the ball quickly, to yelling at the refs, to his greatest strength this season, handing off to Jonathan Taylor. He spreads the ball around. He yells at the refs so well. He manages the game, but if the Colts are behind in the fourth quarter, he is the opposite of clutch. Full-sized handbag bitch. That said, Indy is a dangerously complete team. Top 10 defense, top 10 offense, top five special teams. Indy ranks second for most kick return yards this season. The Bears are first and Bills are third, by the way. Indy has a great head coach, great running game, great offensive line, and yes, good quarterback. I'm a little scared the Colts will upset the Bills this weekend. Unless Rivers needs to make a play late. Then... Oh, then I'd bet my entire mortgage on him throwing an extremely funny interception. Indy is third best in giveaways this season. 15 total and just 11 picks. Eight of those interceptions, though, have come in the second half, making Rivers' picks more reliable than his disgustingly high sperm count. New Orleans Saints. 
The Saints were a Saturday playoff game from not being able to play Alvin Kamara in the wild card. Fortunately for them, the NFL scheduled their game for Sunday. And even better for them, all of the Bears quarterbacks were considered close contacts, and now Chicago is forced to start Mitch Trubisky. Burn. In reality, I'm worried about the New Orleans quarterback and his 87 broken ribs holding up against Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. Breeze is likely playing in his last games, and he's going to need those ribs to do a proper Collinsworth slide over at NBC. I think the way Sean Payton will combat this is with a healthy dose of Taysom Hill, in addition to an unhealthy dose of whatever Breeze is taking to make his ribs not feel like 11 knives are being stabbed and inserted into his torso over and over and over for three and a half hours. They also get Michael Thomas back this weekend, a huge boost for Breeze. The Baltimore Ravens, their greatest strength, will be feeding Lamar Jackson a strong dose of laxative before the game starts. His best ball is played when he has the runs. The Ravens' best offense is played when they have the runs. Justin Tucker gives them the most reliable leg in the postseason, and Baltimore has turned it on at the right time. Even their defense, that was a bit suspect at times, has developed into the second toughest to score on, and has also had 25 forced fumbles this season, best in the league. However, their weakness is the passing game. Last year, they looked like they might go to the Super Bowl because Jackson threw 36 touchdowns and 3,100 yards in addition to setting the quarterback rushing record. This year, the Ravens finished dead last in passing yards per game, 171.2 yards, worse than even the Jets. Worse than Cam Newton in the Pats. Now, this might be a bit misleading though, because Lamar still finished with 26 passing touchdowns and just nine interceptions. And Action Jackson finished with a passer rating of above 100 in four of his last five games. Plus, Lamar is maybe the best red zone QB in the league. Do yards matter if he throws 47 touchdown passes in the red zone to zero picks and the Ravens can rush the ball just as effectively there? We'll find out. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You may look at December and think the Buccaneers are a juggernaut heading into the postseason. 26, 31, 47, and 44 points scored by that stacked Bucks offense. They still boast the most stout run defense in the league, just 80 rushing yards per game allowed, but I see the cracks hiding under those Tom Brady Botox dyes. The Lions had literally the worst defense in the NFL, Minnesota fourth worst, and the Falcons have the worst secondary in the league, giving up 293.6 passing yards per game. So no, I am not sold Brady will score at will on real defenses like he did to the aforementioned in December. The Bucks' biggest weakness? False confidence. Every time, and I mean every time, they faced a formidable opponent this season, they lost. Well, except for that game against the Packers. The Washington pass rush can slow Tom Brady because when he faces consistent pressure, he plays poorly. Outside of rookie Tristan Wirfs, the pass protection has been a little up and down this season. Chase Young was yelling that he wanted Tom Brady after the Washington win. Well, Chase, you might need to change your last name to old to make that request not backfire. And finally, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers led the league in sacks again. Aqib Tlaib has their secondary ranked as the second best 
no-fly zone in the league behind only the Rams. Ben Roethlisberger got a much-needed week of rest for his arm. And now that he's given up porn, it will stay rested on his off week instead of actually getting overworked. Plus, they get to play a COVID-handicapped Browns team in the wildcard round. But we all know the Steelers' biggest flaw is their run game or complete lack thereof. The Steelers, despite going 12-4, and four, finished last in the NFL with 3.6 yards per carry and 85 yards per game. We all know they're a pass-first team, but what happens when the only thing Deontay Johnson can catch is a case of the dropsies? What happens when Juju Smith-Schuster realizes the Browns literally don't have a logo to dance on? And most importantly, how are they going to protect a lead against Cleveland, Tennessee, Buffalo, or Kansas City? All teams that can throw their way back into a game. Their line struggles to run block, but also the Steelers don't get their running backs involved in the passing game enough. James Conner, just 35 receptions and 215 yards. Benny Snell is next with 10 receptions. James White, with Tom Brady in 2019 through 2017, had 72, 87, and 56 receptions. You can not run the ball, but you need to keep your backs involved in the offense and the Steelers do that poorly. And there you have it, your big weaknesses for the teams heading into the wildcard round. Check out the video on the screen right now. It's another great episode. Watch it, damn it. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available including your toilet. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code DNVR. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts. New boosts are posted every single day for all of the biggest sporting events. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's right, use code DNVR to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first-time deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.